everyone, and welcome to Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by children who don't know anything. I was pretty close on that one. My so. name is Emily Downey. And I'm not Emily Downey. Uh, my name is Taylor. We are joined today by Taylor, most recently of Are We Friends, and a member of the Outlaws Network. Thank you so much for being on, Taylor. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, John is dead so we are here to talk about some stuff together yeah we, mostly uh, the arrangements for john's funeral uh, uh-huh. more information will be coming in the obituary uh look out in the washingtonian for that yep and um this week's how to how to uh do that mourn the death of your co-host <laughs> slash brother <laughs> how long do you have to wear laces yeah. and when can you switch from monochromes to like yep. blacks and grays and how to properly honor his memory and Absolutely. all of that um definitely by immediately replacing him so that's yeah. good it is the start of spooky season everyone is extremely excited about that um I'm I'm getting a motion. Oh oh oh. So uh, sorry. Taylor wanted alcohol, which is unusual for this podcast because we're always sober, always because we're professionals. I don't know where you learned this, Taylor. This drinking on from Walter Cronkite. Did he do that? Oh, absolutely. He always had like a glass or something underneath the desk. I mean, I'm used to like the coffee cups, and yeah. I. I mean, I don't feel the need to have a coffee cup. I just kind of like drink on camera and that's like just sort of a thing. But. Yeah, I felt like the reason they always did the, the coffee cup is so that they could have whatever beverage they wanted in there without like indicating what specifically oh. they're drinking. Like in the same way that, you know, you have a photo shoot and you have to turn your water bottles around so you don't see Nalgene or whatever on the side. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, to avoid, like, product placement. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's, like, really intentional. But, yeah, they normally turn the Coke can around or whatever. Yeah, or, like, here, have a smoke, and it's, like, a white yeah. pack <laughs> with just the word, like, oh, like an apple on it. Like, that's uh, Quentin Tarantino's joke is, um, in all of his movies, they're, they're like, big apple cigarettes. Oh. And they're, yeah. I'm trying to think of another one like that besides, like, in the Matt Groening universe where they have stuff that's constantly repeating. Yeah, but like the Duff Beer. The Duff Beer or it's, like, Robot Lager in Futurama. But I'm trying to think of, like, a, a like a series of television programs that has, like, the same beer. Besides the, tr- the, the thing where they just, like, a person goes into a bar in any sitcom, sits yeah. down and goes... I'll have a beer. I feel like Star Trek does it a little bit because they go like, I'll have a synth, like a synth ale. A synth ale. One yeah. synth ale, please. And it's like, you know, I don't go to like the bar and ask for Steve. Yeah, like you don't ask for if, if the only option is the shitty option. Yeah. You know, then like I don't go to Taco Bell and order a Taco Bell taco. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel like the same. Way, I know like I'm you, getting a Taco Bell taco. You walk into a bar and you order like I'll have. Uh, I'll uh, have uh, a slightly uh, shittier taco, please. <laughs> or you like you walk into a bar and, like I'll have a Manhattan, and then you start like you know details later, like well, what kind of bourbon do you want, or do you want rye or whatever? In the same way, they go like I'll have a Venusian mud thumper or whatever they say. Yep. Um, and the, you know they'll say something like hold the Cardassian cherry or whatever. Like yeah, the, yeah. The Kardashian <laughs> cherry. I just, um, I, I feel like a lot of our listeners are going to immediately think of reality television instead of like TNG, which is what they should be thinking <laughs> of when we say something like a Kardashian cherry. So speaking of like reality, um, you told me that you wanted to record this particular topic for this, um, for this episode, and I thought it was perhaps 
you know, being a fan of the show for a long time, the most urgent and hot button good that could be done ever by oh, this yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm thinking like as now a, a, a member of a relationship, right? Which which you are in with me. We, yes. we, re- we relate to we one another. We sign the releases. Yeah. We are in the relationship. Yeah. We are not related to one another, but we we re- relation each other. Yes. Um, Is the best way that I could possibly say I feel like by that. muddying those waters, like being more specific, <laughs> like now you've entered introduce the question and i don't know no um but this is a question we ask as since we cohabitate we ask it every single night and it's what are we gonna watch like what what are we gonna watch tonight yeah and it's not you know if this question is gonna come up it's like when you know and i feel like it's not even when because it's about eight o'clock every night like when we're done with everything else and it's time to like watch some tunes and watch some whatever the fuck yeah yeah and we are like in a panini you know what I mean? Like we we've we've all been sort of in a of, panini in a panini in a pan 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 pandam pandemic. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like you know when you have like a blanket burrito, and we, I thought there was a and different then there's like arrangement. a source of. It's like when you have a radiator, and then you're bundled in a blanky. You know, like a blanky burrito. I thought that was like, when, but then you press against the radiator, and then you get grill marks. See, now you know? I thought I like that, but I thought it was like when your partner, both of you, are wrapped in a blanket mm-hmm. separately, and one is on top of the other, pressing you down with their heat and weight like a panini that's press. like what i do every night yeah because i use taylor's body for warmth because i can't generate my own no like a lizard <laughs> um no but we're in a pandemic we've been in a pandemic for i believe a year and a half or possibly more than a year and a half now yeah um in in you know the u.s and so we've pretty much exhausted all that streaming services have to offer. And I, I truly believe that, you know, we've at least of- like the obvious big hitters, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like uh, the best shows or like the biggest shows on Hulu, Netflix, Disney plus Amazon prime. Like we've, we've watched the ones that we've wanted to watch and it's, yeah. you know, if we haven't watched those other big ones, it's cause like, I don't really care about, Tiger King. Yeah, I, I never, never watched Tiger King, and that means you didn't watch Tiger King. Yeah, that's pretty much how that works. Yeah, that yeah, is. I mean, I'm trying to think of like something that I watched that you did not watch. Queen's Gambit, I watched, and you I didn't also watch. watched Queen's Gambit. No, you didn't. Yeah, when you went to choir. Oh, I was texting you about it. I don't remember that. Yeah, I have no memory of that at all. Um. Well, there was a time where you were watching Shit's Creek and then you stopped and told mm-hmm. me I had to watch Shit's Creek. And I'm glad you did it because now we've watched Shit's Creek like six times. Yeah, since well, then. that's yeah. the thing about Shit's Creek is that everyone should watch it. For sure. And if you're sleeping on Shit's Creek, really like wake the fuck up because you need to watch Shit's Creek. So I feel like the baseline approach, right, is to have two people staring at the screen while one person is in charge of like flicking through the things yeah and then every once in a while someone goes well what about that one like wherever the cursor is Mm -hmm. and then you some you can tell instantly before the other person responds if it's a yes or a no yeah yeah like because it it would be like uh, all right, that's okay. We can keep going. Oh, no, 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 no. I like it. I like it. I just, okay. you know, we'll put it on the list. And that means like, okay, in 20 minutes, if we're not dead, we'll watch it. Yeah. It's about the vibes always. You For know sure. what I mean? Like, uh, it's almost, with me, it's almost never going to be a movie. It's hard. It's hard for it to be a movie. You need the right amount of hours left on your, like, mental clock. I could watch seven episodes of a show so easily. And that's, like, the span of three movies, right? Right. But I could not watch one movie. 
Yeah, it's like a Lay's potato chip thing with you. Yeah, you know? it is. I just yeah. want the junk food. You I wouldn't want nasty eat that garbage. amount of potato in one sitting, but yeah. you could crush a bag of Lay's. I think about that with cheese all the time. Like when you make a sandwich, you put a bunch of cheese on it, and you're like, if this were not enrobed in some bread and with some pickles on it, would I eat this volume of cheese? Yes. I would. Yeah. I would. <laughs> like, I get where you're coming from, and I think, yeah, but yeah, 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 100%. I would eat the cheese. Yeah, because we did it the other night. But, it, but that's see Literally, a charcuterie board is different uh, like last night you were like while we were making dinner we cut up cheese and that's ate it. charcuterie that's just an amuse-bouche there's no know? wood plank that was just calling it charcuterie is it's like like you know like it's taking a bite out of a summer sausage and calling that charcuterie <laughs> that is charcuterie no, it's not that's hedonism <laughs> <laughs> well you know we've been in a pandemic for a year and a half it's time to get hedonistic you yeah. know guess that is the other thing so like apart from that baseline strategy of sitting there like this one no no no, no i'm no. not really feeling it. what about no you know what i want to i wanted to see them and it's just not my thing right now and you guys you know you mm-hmm. do that ad nauseum until you watch until you, 30 rock again yeah exactly yeah. until you break down and watch it squeak again and then you love every second of it because it's amazing for many people it's the office we are not those people no there's like a couple things i broke down and tried and then found that i really liked them right like yeah. the witcher i got into the witcher like a like a month ago I really feel like it was like a month ago or two months ago. And you didn't even really pay attention. Um, no. Because I remember like I, I was surprised that you put it on like, oh, yeah, I love The Witcher. Yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And we went all the way through it. And then I came back and you were like on the episode after like the second episode. Like, Wait, are we doing this again? Yeah. All right. Cool. And then yeah. you know, the second and we just started talking about how much we liked how like it was structured. The and yeah. The Witcher. Yeah. No, because it was so well done. And I wasn't I was surprised. It was very to see. enjoyable. I, I, guess I loved just, it. I guess I'm just an asshole. You know what I mean? Because people were into The Witcher and I was like, oh, everybody likes The Witcher. I'm not going to watch it. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. I'm somehow better than most people because I didn't see The Witcher and therefore I'm like above it. But then I watched it. And it was amazing. And the same thing happened when you this was like coming into this episode. This is what I was thinking of is when you and I broke down, broke down a couple weeks ago and watched Downton Abbey. It was incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. I didn't watch. I, I had seen the first like two or three seasons before, and yeah. we were doing that. Uh, that so Netflix took a step ahead here. Yeah, they gave that new roulette option. Like, yeah, we'll pick something for you. And f- for our Netflix, it's like, hey, do you want to watch like season two, episode five of DS Nine? No. <laughs> I was what also going to say DS Nine. Yeah, they're like, what about the first episode of this other thing? Like, oh, I feel like you guys really soft pitched that DS Nine, so we'd be more primed to start something from the beginning. And that's exactly how we started watching Downton Abbey. Yeah. It pushed on Downton and I was like, well, hell, you know, I haven't seen Downton Abbey and I didn't realize because it was it seemed like such an old lady thing to me. Maybe it is. But it's, right? it's like sexy and thrilling and they make those stakes seem so high. The stakes are so fucking high. Like it it was what I hated Bridgerton and I watched all of Bridgerton. So don't at me about fucking Bridgerton. But like people were into it and I really didn't like it because I thought it was cheap, you know, and I I, I wasn't really into like the mashup with like hip hop. But now it's on a harpsichord like like the Boz Lerman Great Gatsby. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It had those Um, vibes and it just didn't see and they really didn't earn 
the stakes in my mind at, at all. It's funny that you say that because The Witcher does a similar thing. Like the toss a coin to your Witcher song like is kind of like soft ballad Rocky a little bit. And they do some more modern elements. So maybe they were um, seeing the makers of Bridgerton were seeing that work. Yeah. Because that was well done and well thought out. And they really like worked at it. And they were like, we're just going to take Thank You Next and turn it, which is in yeah. Bridgerton. And we're just going to have it played on violins. Well, I feel, yeah, I feel like the difference is like there is a there is a thematic through line which matches. Well, like, you know, like Mm -hmm. the music and this original tone that's being struck like this world out of time. It happens out of time. That's exactly what I was going to say. Whereas Bridgerton is like in a fictional. It's just anachronistic. It's it's the music is anachronistic because they put it in a time. But in like a through a different lens, right? Where yeah. they're like, oh, we have well, you know all this. Yeah, it's it's like it's a shtick in Bridgerton, whereas yeah. like it's a purposeful and integral part of like the larger aesthetic yeah. of The Witcher. Like yeah. I feel like you know everything kind of works together, and they worked really hard on that. Uh, I forget Laura Hirsch, I think, is the showrunner on. Um, the Witcher and, the, you know, they, obviously a lot of thought and a lot of like, you know, meetings went into that. Whereas I feel like the Bridgerton thing, like this would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. And, and that's it's like, very, about, and, yeah. yeah. And the vibe is different. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like people, it was still fun. People liked Bridgerton. I enjoy Yeah, Like I did watch all of it. So, I mean, it's not to say that I like hated every second of it because that wouldn't be correct. Things I liked about both of them. Costuming. Amazing. Yeah. I love good costuming because it really shows. And that's something I love about Downton Abbey, too. Shit's Creek, too, is another one. Great oh, costumes. my God. The costuming in Shit's Creek is incredible. So I like looking at just pretty shit. Yeah. You know, that's something that's always going to get me. Every time David Attenborough does a thing, I'm I'm in and I'm down, you know, and I feel like I have to like, I don't drag you kicking and string, screaming into the nature documentaries. No, but no. The, he, they've been a bit heavy of late. Because David Attenborough's sick of this shit. And it's very clear. Yeah. He's like, I shouldn't have to tell you that the dolphins are dying because we're consuming too much plastic. And, you well, know. Well, yeah, I feel like it's it's uh, the same like, thing that happened to Bill fault, Nye. It's like- <laughs> Yeah, like the same thing that happened to Bill Nye where Bill Nye's like lighting globes on fire. It's like, you motherfuckers, yeah. stop it. I'm stop like, it right now. I'm doing the best I can, Bill. I'm trying. And it's I know. like, I stopped using the plastic straws and it's, there's still wildfire fires in California and I don't know how to stop it. Well, I don't like, what. Well, yeah, what I don't like is uh, the implication. A corporations are still <laughs> The implication like with the David, yeah, the David Attenborough thing is he's talking to you but like i have no power i have no power we he says we a lot he doesn't bill nye i feel like was more in your face whereas david attenborough is like you know scenes like this are becoming even more rare like it's almost impossible to see a tiger hunt in the wild now yeah you know the amount of coral reefs over the last 40 years we had to wait an entire year to see this event. <laughs> yeah, can we go back to his backyard where he's like looking at hedgehogs oh, and shit? That shit was fave. fun. That's Life of Mammals. If you can find Life of Mammals, get it because that yeah. is like the best David Attenborough series and it is scrubbed from the world. Like, I so, don't know. I have it. I actually have a bootleg of it because <laughs> <laughs> they want you to pay a ridiculous amount because it's so good and also 
they don't mention so much that the planet is dying, which is like, I know, you know what I mean? Like, I already know. Can I please just see the things I will never be able to see in person? Yeah, I was those one in three Americans two weeks ago that was either in the largest wildfire, like the second worst hurricane to hit Louisiana, or like the first flash flood that ever happened in New York City that like filled the subway tubes. Yeah, like. So like, yeah, I was one of those one in 100 million Americans that were affected by like unprecedented weather three weeks ago. Exactly. So, I mean, like, I do love escapism quite a bit. And, yeah, I like pretty shit. I like seeing beautiful things. And that's that's something that I'm looking for in my, in my like, end-of-day, late-night television viewing, you know? So, so I feel like we, we pivoted a little bit away from how to decide what to watch to, like, you should watch this. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, in, in case you are having trouble knowing how to decide, it's not a technique, it's a list. It's like, watch try these, this, yeah, And then when you get this. over that, hopefully you're, you'll be dead. Maybe and, you'll die. Yeah, yeah. there's, like, time. To- I feel like, based on the amount of garbage I've watched, like, I should have... I. I I don't know if you've ever done it, like watched through a really lengthy TV show and then seen how many months of your life it took. Have you no. ever done that? Like all of Supernatural or like all of 30 Rock is something like 40 days or something. That's not true. But like, you, you know, I've actually measured time in my life based on television series before. Yeah. It's very depressing. I, don't, I wouldn't I don't recommend know. doing cause, cause, it. Because did like the pre-industrial weaver think like man how often have i sat underneath this beech tree how many afternoons have i just wasted like i feel like that idea that doing something that i enjoy to decompress like enjoying good tv is somehow a waste because what are you really saying like oh all those hours i could have been doing something more what yeah but it's like i would i wasn't gonna do that though like yeah yeah, that wasn't going to happen yeah so i don't think it's wasted at all i don't think it's a depressing thing it's just like you know like how many hours have i spent working for someone else to make money like i why aren't we depressed about that one yeah yeah oh well i was thinking about the weaver and i'm like they probably know exactly how many hours they did something because they were probably charging someone <laughs> <laughs> i know right yeah um, but i guess not because that was sort of before the hourly wage so so have you have you ever tried like those they're always like shitty websites with adult friend finder ads on them but it's like find out what to watch dot biz no or should we do it right now yeah absolutely yeah let's okay. give that a shot yeah because they they are like they are you i feel like they're like solar movie or super smutty things like that L-O-L. and they never quite work because it's it was just yeah here's a list of stuff from some csv file and we're gonna have like a buzzfeed fake quiz beforehand and yeah. just give you a randomly generated list i mean of I'm, shit. I'm interested in that i'm into it but that's the thing is like it's gonna be like the what book should you read in our library quiz they made us do in middle school and every single thing came up of stuff that i'd already read and i was like okay cool well this was not helpful at all it was like you should read the good earth and i'm like first of all i've read the good earth twice and uh secondly i uh don't want to cry anymore okay so this is one of oh my god 29 questions just just blast through okay. someone tells you a secret do you Take, take it, it to the grave. grave like that. Absolutely. Take it to the grave. Hit A on every single one. No, don't hit A on every single one. Oh, it's too late. It's already clicked. Truthful. So- oh, your computer's too slow for this. Oh, uh, it's also just not working. Okay. Well, all right. Well, oh, there's God. another one. This oh, one, God. perhaps that's in English and not in Russian. Because <laughs> oh, it was being translated live from what? Russian. Because you searched this on DuckDuckGo. Yeah, because I don't want Google knowing that I can't figure out what to watch. Oh, my God. Apparently, we should watch Confessions of a Shopaholic. All I remember from that is that she wears pretty clothes and she freezes her credit cards. 
You don't have to freeze your credit cards. Oh, it's Isla Fisher. God, Isla Fisher is good. Is it Kristen, what's her face in that? Jeez. Kristen Ritter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't remember at all. She probably plays her best friend, who's pretty snarky. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the Kristen Ritter MO, like yeah. the, the, the don't trust the bee yeah. in Apartment 23. Another one, quick two seasons, super fun, oh, starring yeah. Kristen no, Ritter. The only problem with that is like you wish there was more. Yeah. Sex Education, they have a new season out. Ted Lasso, I will not. No, I'm just kidding. I haven't seen Ted Lasso. Everyone is like real horny for it. I guess this is a good, um, this actually is a good episode because the Emmys just happened. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff I realized I did not watch uh, this year TV-wise. And it's funny because we... We watch a lot of TV. And yeah, granted, but it's we, just we, like old stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff that's already happened that we're trying to like catch, catch up, up on. on. I know. That was sort of our, our, our Star Trek Voyager quest. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so now we are on realgood.com. Oh, where you yeah. can just like spin the roulette and like, cool. Do you want to watch Wolf, Wolf Warrior, Warrior 2 on, I don't know. What if I say seen it? Oh, what? Oh, great. Okay. Now you need a free account. Smut, smut, smut. All these accounts, all these, that's the thing. They're all so smutty. Even the New York Times. The New York Times. Oh, that's just a, it's just a list. They're just doing what we're doing. Like saying all these great things. Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hidden gems. Yes. Yeah. But like what, what, what I think the, the, the impossible task is right. Is to have, some sort of scheme, metadata scheme that could really pick out, like really intelligently chosen. Like if you say, do you like Campbell's tomato soup? Or are you more of an Annie's chicken noodle sort of person? I really that- feel like it's like a mood. It's going to be a mood ring. Yeah. As opposed to like uh, what your typical, like your preferences are. Are you a cat person or a dog person? I feel like it's going to be like, take my temperature for the day you know yeah. like i had a super did you have a good day at work today yeah i had a super shitty day at work today so i am not interested in in being challenged in any way i'm not interested in seeing anything i haven't seen before i don't want to think i just want pretty lights i'm not like, gonna lie with the information you just gave me i'm thinking immediately of horrible bosses with oh, uh, jason bateman charlie yeah. day yeah it was one of the few dvds i owned in college yeah so i've seen it several times um, as much as I love to see Jennifer Aniston sexually harass Charlie Day, yep, it's um, yeah, the uh, yeah, no, no, that's I'm gonna make the maybe like an office TV. space. Yeah, I mean, I love office space. Yeah. Office space is like way better for me. Yeah, that'd be another one I would suggest. That's the thing, like it's 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 like pinning down and getting a computer. So we're still with Jennifer Aniston in that situation. Is she in office space? Yeah. Really? Yeah, she's the girl. Damn. I, th- I think there's like three movies she's been in, right? There's like Horrible Bosses. We Are the Millers. We Are the Millers and Office Space. You're you're forgetting her absolute best entry Oh my God, it's Leprechaun. It's fucking Leprechaun. <laughs> you know, Jennifer Aniston <laughs> and Leprechaun. This is pre-Rachel on Friends, Jennifer Aniston yeah. with Warwick Davis and Kevin Bacon's Love Child in fucking Leprechaun. Terrific movie. Wait, Kevin Bacon's love child? No, it's just the guy looks, looks like the like perfect him. splice between Kevin Bacon and like some other actor. Some other person. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool, I guess. Yeah, I'm always down for like a Star Trek or something else like that. I love Futurama. I talk about it a lot because the thing I the thing I hate about Futurama is that's not terribly quotable. Yeah, it's a lot more situational comedy. Yeah. It's like Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, 
I feel like I know like what you four... mean, but you don't know what you mean. No, I know enough. I am I know I am culturally <laughs> literate enough to know tons about Seinfeld without having watched almost any of it. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I've soup Nazi. Seinfeld. We all know about that. Yeah. Like master of your own domain. Like I get it. Yeah, I, I, I'm here. I think... I've been here through the nineties. Yeah, you know? I guess. But like you know, you know, I I just really don't think anyone should watch The Office. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to argue with it. I watched the first couple seasons. I got right um, there till Jim and Pam got married. And then after that, like, I'm not quite sure why I'm watching this why anymore. Why am I it was still sort here? Like, yeah. It's sort of like when Steve you go. Steve Carell isn't even here anymore. Yeah, like... it's like when you when you go further than you thought you did when you're sprinting. You're like, well, like, I'm not going to jog after this. Like, I'm exhausted. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> I'm over this. Oh, my God. So the Downey siblings have given me the grand honor this week of introducing the musical guest. This next piece is written by Ethan Gustafson, who many of you might know best from our live stream TRPG on Twitch called Outlaws and Old Ones. Ethan wrote all of the music for Outlaws and Old Ones and has contributed a whole lot to the Outlaws network. Ethan is part of a two-man operation called Some Point Sound, which does all types of audio engineering, general sound design for any kind of project from video games to live shows to recorded content. So check them out at somepointsound.com. Now here is the intro theme to Outlaws and Old Ones. The other thing I'll occasionally delve into and something we would inevitably talk about if if, if this were John and I talking about this is yeah. reality. Yeah. Um, I did have RuPaul's Drag Race. Great uh, British baking phase. show. I oh feel like my comes God. On all GBB. The time. Their last season that was on for us. I think I believe they should be wrapping their season just about now or should be should be done in the in the UK. So we'll get it soon ish. Okay. Right. Because they film over the summer. And then in the UK, they get it first because it's theirs. So we sh- it should hit Netflix fairly soon. I think ne- Netflix is- Netflix actually like owns it now. I have no idea. I think they do. And their last season was terrible. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was like weirdly just like unpolished and not fun to it watch. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know what the fuck that was about because normally it's like the light in the darkness of television for me it's just so lovely and now there's just like a bunch of other crap that sort of like fills its fills its space so there's like a bunch of other baking shows that are exactly the same yeah so it's disappointing 
on that same so if if john were here you guys would talk about reality if this were my old show are we friends i feel like we would touch a little bit on anime because yeah. if you're talking about like <laughs> fucking volume like we watched the first i don't know 10 episodes of one piece of one and, piece yeah and just trying to tell emily like, and then you i don't got get so it. made like... fun of because i mentioned it to <laughs> i mentioned it to brian i feel like yeah. and he was just like what <laughs> yeah like In there's that, so many other animals was that a good brian yeah yeah i feel <laughs> like yeah um uh, and then and uh you just gotta talk more loudly. Well, he does that, that, like, scream, like, high voice. He's like, you want to watch me some yep. do a good job, but that's, like, the way he does it. <laughs> but I, I feel like he missed one of the reasons that we wanted to watch it, and that's because there's a quasi-unlimited amount of it. Yeah, and that's what I want. I, I, I don't want things to end. Yeah. And so it is, it is good. It, it's hard for me to find the right balance with anime because, as you know, I have a difficulty with grotesque and explicit violence that's why i think one piece would be perfect because it's kind of cartoony yeah a little more looney toony yeah because i really i loved my hero because i love sky high so i was like you know and we can't talk on the show about like superheroes in school without mentioning sky Sky high High because that's important to me and it's important to our listeners no it is certainly the spiritual father of uh of my hero (laughs) academia but it's great you know it's like what if all these superheroes went to a super elite school together and i was like i love it i'm here for it and then they're like my superpower is that i can punch things super hard and it absolutely mangles me and i'm like and we show it and i'm like that is brutal and i never thought cartoons could get me that way until we started like dipping our toes into the anime swimming pool. Well, it's like if you didn't grow up watching Toonami at 5 to like 7 p.m. or whenever it was on when we were little and had that early introduction to like crazy glowing blood and demons with swords like ramming them through people's chests. The worst and... I got was Pikachu getting a little scuffed up. Yeah. No. And then I felt for him like like he was my own son. No, I'm talking Trigun and like Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> show and berserk and like yeah, all was, kinds of crazy bloody shit that was not our deal we were like nickelodeon children we watched fairly odd parents which was hilarious so did we. you know my parents blame it for like blame spongebob and fairly odd parents for us having adhd now but you know it's that slapstick super fast you know yeah like yeah I forget what I was talking about. But anyways, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I would love to start watching SpongeBob again because I remember like we all, not just like my family, but like everyone our age had it memorized. Oh, God. Yeah. There's still like whole scenes that I like think about and are super fun and verses yeah. of the song. I but, ripped like, my pants. That there's so many episodes that we just knew. We knew it all. You know yeah. what I mean? And I would love to rewatch because I would just, it would just be that, that uh, like latent memory that would just come back, you know, not the iconic, like I, I always remember Pretty Patties being on and be like, okay, cool. Like Pretty Patties. I have this whole one memorized or the one with the jellyfish where he throws a rave in his house. Yeah. You know? or, I, I, the first episode where it's that uh, Tiny Tim song. Um, oh, laughing having, having a wonderful time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a wonderful time. Yeah, and it's, uh, and I remember that like striking a note with me that I it wasn't it was years later when I finally looked up who Tiny Tim was like tips with the tulips and all that. Yeah, shit. And, like, 
this is incredible. This is amazing that they, like, this is what they decided to open the show with. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like it was weird because I feel like I knew who Tiny Tim was when that came up. But maybe I, I probably didn't. I probably didn't. It just, like, Tiny Tim was, like, it's culturally relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. So I guess uh, watch all those things that watch we just talked it. about. Every every single every single thing. I want to like, what would be your, what are your go tos besides like genres of? I guess we stuck to TV, so I guess stick to TV. If someone was like, I don't know what to watch, what would you say? Have you seen Star Trek: The Next Generation? Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. It's it's there's just so much, and it's very good. It's Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Being so good and in like really tight pants that he loathed. Yeah, there's, they there's all a, did. He does a funny character bit where it looks like he's straightening out his uniform, but really he's like tugging on it because they for it's whatever like up reason his gooch. Yeah, like. they made all of those uniforms absurdly tight, which is more and more unfortunate seeing Jonathan Frakes like through seasons oh two through Jonathan seven, Frakes slowly falling and sweatier and redder. <laughs> <laughs> the more in you the come same the uniform season, the same and then uh what's her face getting just like hotter and hotter and hotter oh like Mir- uh, marina seardis yes uh, lace diana troy oh yes yeah. it's beautiful age is like a fine wine but that uniform is odd on her yeah well the she was also wearing that ridiculous oh, wig. The hair piece yeah, yeah. anyway uh, black contact watch star trek because it's, it's amazing terrific. and like they start were, with season two they started start the the legacy of star trek is that it was always ahead of its time because lol it's in the future but culturally ahead of its time when it was on tv it was always something that was relevant when it was on and also something that you know was was pushing boundaries and you can see that still you know and it it might not resonate as much with today like with viewers today it's because we've gone so much it's a further, cultural artifact but it is a cultural artifact because you can appreciate what they're doing so it's not all going to be completely correct in your mind as someone who's living through 2021 um but, but I put think- your mind in a 24th century person yeah <laughs> no i mean like you know show up for it it's cool i think yeah. i think star trek is really rad i think the legacy of star trek is cool and the fact that they're still cranking out content yeah you know, because they just gave themselves it's like almost like doctor who because they just gave themselves this whole timeline to work in well it really was it was tng that is the only reason that star trek is around today um, because they made like Star Trek came out and they did a couple of movies and it was fine and they decided they were gonna like all right let's try this again start uh, the original Star Trek was on for three seasons the Star Trek the Next Generation was on for seven and had more movies afterward and a lot of that has to do with like better writing a more secured concept and Patrick goddamn Stewart yeah. who's incredible and it was just there for it and that's something I really appreciate about TNG too is that. And Star Trek in general, because we talk about Voyager too, yeah, a lot. Um, Catherine Mulgrew, because because you just have these excellent people. They had excellent actors who were not. They weren't sleeping on it. They weren't like, oh yeah, I got this funny gig. I'm on Star Trek. Har har. I'm just gonna show up and read my lines. Like, no, they committed. 
Yeah. They really did the shit. They, they were like, yeah, we're going to give it. Not Jonathan Frakes. Jonathan Frakes did not give it 100%. 100% but he's charming. He's, one of, he's, he's like a cheese. Charming, he's an actor who plays himself yeah. and he's charming as a person. He's like, he's not, he's not a character actor. But the, the, the man who plays um, the Vulcan in, in Voyager. Leonard Nimoy. Oh, uh, in uh, uh, sorry. Tuvok. Uh, Tuvok. In Voyager. Oh, my God. They, they just commit. And I love that commitment because it's otherwise it wouldn't work. It it wouldn't work if they were like we're in the future we're doing crazy shit and they're like no this is real to us and this is they make it real to their character and that character work carries the writing and it carries the hokey set pieces and the crappy costumes and everything else yeah. that's the difference is that they have talented people who are committing to the source material and i really love that about star trek but it's like yeah like leonard nimoy was on the west end before he was on star trek uh patrick stewart was another shakespearean katherine oh yeah. mulgrew was in soaps, soaps. like just did the which, work which like, means that yeah she she is very good at like yeah i'm in no rush to get through this scene i will let an emotional moment sit and if i'm not having like soap opera writing like that same like comfortability with i will ha- like share a long look and it will be meaningful and it will change on her face like she does another well, terrific job what they taught us when i was studying acting was that soaps are one of the best jobs you can get but it's also the hardest you're going to work because soap operas, it is every single day. It's not like, you know, you're on for like a couple months and then you get a big vacation and then you see it all come together. Soaps is like they crank out more than anyone else. So it is a nine to five. Yeah. It's really like if you're going to be serious about this and you want job security, get into soaps and go to work and do it every single day it's a genuine it's it's a really good way to do it because yeah it's super hokey but and the writing it's stylized it's got a style of its own but it's when you it's those actors who are literally going to show up be reliable and be there every single day and to have that energy brought to star trek it's great. was amazing. Catherine Mulgrew was so cool. And then she, of course, did Orange is the New Black, where she was red for those who are not Trekkies, who I guess we are because we've just spent like 10 minutes talking about Star yeah. Trek alone because I've been waiting for an opportunity to talk about Star Trek. And that was my whole purpose of doing this. <laughs> like, so it's one of those few opportunities I feel like on the show is how to where the it's not a statement. It's a question of how to pick out something to watch. And the mm-hmm. answer is, well, just choose Star Trek. Just watch Star Just Trek. Just watch Star <laughs> Get into and enjoy and relish in Star Trek. Yeah. And then John would say, um, watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. The, the Amazing in Race. Paradise and The Amazing Race. Which is and something that I think we also wanted to dip our toes into. Yeah, we definitely did. Especially John and I recently went on a hike together where we hiked like several miles together in, in the heat and I was just like, just tell, just tell me more about the Amazing Race. Because <laughs> like, he was like, no, I really think, I really think we'd be great on it. You know, like it would be this, and this is the way you win, and this is these are the teams that do well together. Or this, and I'm like, you know what, man, you're really selling me on the Amazing Race. Yeah. So I think this is our audition tape for the Amazing Race. I don't think you and I are gonna do it, babe. No offense. That's fine. I think John and I are gonna do it to grow our brand. That's fine. Um, but I feel like with my like past. You know, my resume being what it is and the fact that we're like entertainers and we're also very hot. 
Um, me, I'm hot. I carry the team in hotness, obviously. And John's John, got personality. John's bossy and probably could hold a map. <laughs> you know, I'm assuming he can hold a map oh, and, oh, and oh. not lose the passports. And, you know, although I've never lost my passport. There's always one, though. I've never lost my passport. I feel like we had to look for it the other day. It's but. right here. I can pull it out. I, I know where it is. Uh-huh. I, I lost my yellow card. Okay, yeah, your vaccination well, record. I lost my yellow card, which is my vaccination record. For those of you who are all like, we have to carry a vaccination record. Oh, my God, they're taking our rights. Those have always exist. They're called yellow cards, and you need them to travel to some countries. So get over it. All yeah, right. Uh, for those who are like, I have to carry an identification card saying I've been vaccinated. We all do. It's called a yellow card. I have two of them because I've lost mine before. It's been a problem <laughs> because a lot of places you go, they want to know that you've been vaccinated for hepatitis. It's just a thing and tetanus and all these things. So um, you're you just haven't been anywhere. And yeah. Done anything interesting if you're like, what a vaccination record, blah, blah, blah. I almost brought my yellow. That's why when I went to go get vaccinated, I almost brought my yellow card because I was like, I would love for you to put my vaccination record. Yes, I'll take the little white card, but I'd love it on my yellow card as well because my yellow card is really the one that says I've been vaccinated for hepatitis, yellow fever, all my tetanus boosters, when I've gotten them, all my flu shots, all of that's on since I traveled internationally so much. The yellow card's really how i know because i've lived so many places i've like god knows how many freaking providers have stuck needles in my arms over the years i would you love know? it like next time we're about to go to new york at the end of next month if you see you because know, there you need there. Uh, you yeah. need vaccination record in order to get into any establishment to show that you've been vaccinated against covid i was just there um two weekends ago and i would love it if you like pulled out your yellow card like <laughs> boy howdy have i been vaccinated yeah it does it folds open <laughs> to like a little file of facts and you're like Oh my god. Oh, look at all the shots I've had. Just reference a Philofax. I don't know what else folds like that. Uh, A map? (laughs) Who uses maps now? I don't know. Map makers. So anyways, um, yeah, get vaccinated and watch Star Trek. Yeah. Because that's the future. And and I but I really hope I hope money stops existing like it doesn't. We made it up. We can stop making it up at any time. We made up money. And then Star Trek, the people who wrote Star Trek was like, what if we unmade up money? And they were like, yes. And it's awesome. And we just have replicators and it's amazing. But we do have not real alcohol. No, no, no. They they can still get real alcohol. Yeah, but it's, it's just, like bright green. No, no, no. The, the reason they use, at least in TNG, the reason they use synthahol is because you can like take something else and like not be drunk That's anymore amazing. with it. That's uh, so cool. But they do several times. Like uh, Scotty from the original series shows up in an episode. And, like, I love that. Oh, I don't want any of your synthahol. Little, little, little. Like, give me some of that, you know, real Irish whiskey or whatever he wants. Um. And he gets fucking hammered with Picard, like really drunk, and they both have to deal with a hangover like, for the first time. I love in- it. Or, um, Picard's brother, Robert, is a vintner. Yeah, that's right. He makes yeah. wine and he's like, How do you drink that garbage, that swill when you came from here? Yeah. My, you know, posh wish wishes he was posh. Weirdly brother. English brother. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> English whatever it's, it's incredible weird. it's amazing it's yeah. am- beverly is like meh she does a great job another soap actor i believe she is yeah yeah i forget what that actor's name is uh, though she's really good but like i don't like the way they write her it, you know 
we're allowed to have, we're allowed to love something and still have problems with it. Yeah, I think you know that's a healthy relationship to have with something. Mm-hmm. And I think you know I know we stuck mostly to TV, but there's always like a round of movies that are good for a watch anytime. Like a good old action movie or a good old blockbuster, like a Steven Spielberg, always goes down super smooth. Like. When am I not in a mood to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark? You know what I mean? When am I not in the mood to watch The Birdcage? Oh, The Birdcage. The Birdcage is wonderful. I love me, The Birdcage. I don't think it's often on things, though. I think we, when we watch it, we watch it on VHS. Yeah, sure. yeah. Because that's how we roll in this house. That's 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 how it's happened. And I'm not going to lie. It, there is, I guess, a last strategy for how to pick something to watch. Like I do collect physical media. I've got the VHS in this office where we're recording this right now. And I also have like our DVDs and Blu-rays and shit downstairs. And it is nice to have like a smaller selection. It makes that choice far easier. Oh yeah. I mean, if you've curated it down, um, then it's like way easier to choose. It's physically there. It will always be there. That's really nice. And you don't have to pay for it again. Yeah, exactly. You paid for it once and it's not a subscription. Like, uh, there is something to be said for physical media. It does take up a, a lot of space. Um, but like, it's a bookshelf. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fucking, like that. That's that's not taking up any no, space. No, I think that would it's be used useful. I, I do think it's useful, and I have appreciated it on more than one occasion. I think it's yeah. really. It's just like video games where you have cartridges and stuff. It's nice to have it. You know, it's, it's good to have, and also they still make you have that stuff. So it's like. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, regret having Twitch cartridges. And it's fun. You know, uh, If every city's got one. There's a store that sells, they have thousands of DVDs just sitting there for like a dollar a piece. Yeah, like, I picked up Spanglish for nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I think we picked up Winter Soldier for like, I don't know, two bucks on Blu-ray. Like, oh my God. It's everywhere now. I just thought about Spanglish, which led me to, and I don't think it is Spanglish. I think this is, he's in Tortilla Soup. Maybe he's in Spanglish. Maybe Sideways. That's the other one no. I get weirdly confused with. No, no, no. I think it was Spanglish because we started watching somebody feed Phil. Yeah. That which, was fun. If you want something that's just like, Chef is always good too. If it's just, if you just want food porn and people to be nice to one another, watch Chef if you want a movie or watch somebody feed Phil. Um, if you just want, you know, like uh, if you love Anthony Bourdain, but, uh, you know, don't want to think about how sad you are that Anthony Bourdain isn't around anymore. Watch somebody feed Phil. It's great. It's just like the writer of uh, Everyone Loves Everybody Raymond. Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. He actually listened to an episode of this show before, which is pretty freaking cool. That's awesome. Because we talked about somebody feed Phil like, I don't know, like two years ago or something. Yeah. Um, I don't think Phil Rosenthal still listens to this. Of course he does. Um. Maybe he does. That would be really, really heckin' sweet. I mean, what else know? do him and Al Roker talk about when they play Boggle or whatever? I don't know. Probably, yeah. Pinochle. Pinochle. He's, like, from Long Island. Yeah, I get. Yeah. But where is Al Roker from? Not. I think he's from Alabama. Maybe from Long Island? No, I, I think he's know. from the South. I have no idea. I don't know anything about Al Roker except that he's on CNN. Is he? Uh, then apparently I know less about Al Roker he's than I He's on NBC, thought. dude. That's <laughs> like his whole thing. He's on the Today Show. less about Al Roker than I wow. thought I did. I don't know shit about Al I Roker. I mean, I'm a bit of a Roker uh, connoisseur. I, Roker head. I don't know what they call it. <laughs> like them. a Roker stroke? I mean, no, I'm okay. not. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm not because, you know, historically I've wanted to fight him, although I am following his um, battle with with cancer a little closely because I'm a little nervous about some previous comments that I've made about about Al Roker, who is genuinely seems like a pretty a pretty swell dude. Yeah. Um, but he's still a man, so 
you know, it's pretty toxic and problematic. Yeah, I know. You should probably work on that. Who is this cis man? Uh, what uh, year uh, is oh. it? And he's on television? <laughs> <laughs> well, if Star Trek has told us anything, there will always be cis men. There will always be cis men in positions of power ready to fuck shit up. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Let's wrap this bad boy up. I feel really good about this. I've talked about my loves with my love. And I'm really happy about it. Well, thanks so for thank, having me on the show, honey, buddy. Thank you so buddy. much for being on. Um, now I'm going to do something that John and I normally do together. So forgive me if I do it wrong. But here we go. We have a couple people to thank. Thank you so much to Ethan Gustafson for the use of his music as our intro and outro theme. You can find more from Ethan at somepointsound.com. Ethan also contributed our amazing music that was our interlude. You can also hear that music on Outlaws and Old Ones which is our TRPG actual play show that streams live every Thursday at 7 p.m. And that's on twitch.tv slash the Outlaws Network. Go give them a follow. It's amazing. Uh, Taylor has been on it. I have been on it. It's a really, really wonderful uh, show that's going to be... premiering again this third uh, season yeah the third season premieres actually if you're listening to this on thursday it's going to be that evening so that's going to be uh 7 p.m on thursday the 23rd of september outlaws and old ones season three that's call of cthulhu we have uh, a keeper and a new cast member and a bunch of uh, a bunch of great stuff going on so definitely give that a follow once again that's twitch.tv slash the outlaws network with music from ethan gustafson at somepointsound.com we also get to thank natalie spitzel for the use of her cover art if you'd like to see more from natalie please go to her instagram at nms underscore creative or go to nataliespitzel.com all one word thank you so much for listening my name is emily downey and my name is not it is taylor and uh i don't know unearned unearned plot points and q i will find you and fight you keep that button hot